You're listening to Backstage at Lyric, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes at Lyric Opera of Chicago. Backstage at Lyric features in-depth interviews with singers, conductors, and creative talents at one of the world's great opera companies. For additional podcast interviews, subscribe to our RSS feed or visit us online at lyricopera.org. Stage director Herbert Kellner is backstage at Lyric. For me, Marriage of Figaro's is the ultimate jewel of, uh, in his crown. I, I don't find a dull moment in the piece. But the other thing is, these people, are, the, the, the situations these, that they're in, these people are real. They're very three-dimensional. The music is very allows you to get inside their head. And I think you recognize yourself in their situations very often. And I think that's what's made it um, stay alive for people for all this period of time because they recognize these people. They understand these people. And then the music is, is so easy to, to fall in love with. Thank you for downloading this episode of Backstage at Lyric. I'm Roger Pines of Lyric Opera of Chicago. Herbert Kellner has a long association with Lyric's production of The Marriage of Figaro. He assisted the original director, Sir Peter Hall, when the production premiered. He's worked on it for subsequent revivals, and now he's remounting it with a new cast. Mr. Kellner has directed for opera companies all over the country. He brings wonderful insights to The Marriage of Figaro, and he makes clear that this is an exceedingly human opera, full of very appealing personalities. Before we get to the interview, here's a brief synopsis of The Marriage of Figaro. Susanna is the Countess's maid. Figaro is the Count's valet. The two servants are to be married, but they reckon without the Count's designs on Susanna. Aided by the Countess, who's distressed by the Count's interest in other women, Figaro and Susanna decide to teach the Count a lesson. Along the way, Figaro learns that he's no orphan, but the son of Marcellina and Dr. Bartolo. Marcellina is actually Bartolo's housekeeper, who had previously been desperate for Figaro to marry her. Also figuring prominently in the opera is the Count's page, Cherubino, desperately in love with Susanna, the Countess, and every other woman in the Count's castle. Now, on to the interview with stage director Herbert Kellner. I hope you enjoy it. I'm here with Herbert Kellner, who is our stage director for The Marriage of Figaro, and this is Figaro number what for you at Lyric Opera? Um, four... Four or five. I can't lose track. Four you, or five. You started with the very first cast to do this production. Yeah. The one when you did it here. Yeah, the first time. Which was 1987. Seven. Yes. So what is it like when you take a production that was done in 1987 uh, by another director whom you were assisting at the time and you remount it for a totally different group of singers? Well, it... it, it it changes to a certain extent. There's, you know, it's never the same because the singers are different, and they react to certain things differently. And but the the, the basic elements of it, the basic style of the production, um, remains the same. I mean, it's it's Peter Hall's uh, concept, and and the sets are what they are, and the costumes are what they are, and they sort of funnel you into a situations um, within that. You leave room for each artist to bring their own, their own personal creativity 
and then you edit and and keep it so that there are certain things that people who've seen the production before will remember. There are certain elements that they've seen before will always be there. But then there are other parts of it that will be completely fresh because we've got completely different people doing it and interacting. So we should encourage anybody who has seen this production before to absolutely come and see it yeah, again. Yeah, don't think you've seen it because you've seen it before. It will be different. So what are the qualities of the marriage of Figaro, you think, that have kept it in the repertoire for, oh, mm -hmm. well over 200 years? I'll tell you, I think I've always felt... The Marriage of Figaro is, is for me, I, I know a lot of people think Don Giovanni was, you know, the ultimate Mozart opera. For me, Marriage of Figaro is, is the ultimate jewel of, uh, in his crown. I, I don't find a dull moment in the piece. But the other thing is these people, the, the, the situations these, that they're in, these people are real. They're very three-dimensional. The music is very allows you to get inside their head and I think you recognize yourself in their situations very often and I think that's what's made it um, stay alive for people for all this period of time because they recognize these people they understand these people and then the music is, is so easy to to fall in love with now the the crux of the piece, I think, is the Figaro-Susanna relationship. Well, what makes it especially rewarding to create that relationship yeah. in rehearsal and then present it on the stage? Again, I think because you're, you know, you're not dealing with standard opera buffa kind of characterization. You're dealing with very much three-dimensional people. These people have faults. They have things that they want in life and things that they can't have in life and they still strive and so their intentions are 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 very normal so the the, the wonderful thing about it is how they interact when you get sort of a Susanna who uh, is very strong and very strong-willed and she needs to be that and then you get a Figaro who thinks that he's in control of his situations when really Susanna's manipulating the situation that gives you a lot to play with and if you've got two people who are sensitive to each other it can be a lot of fun then you also have a very different relationship which is that mm. between the count and the countess yeah so how do you present that on well the stage? i think what you presented first of all and the thing that cannot be lost is that the count and the countess are in love they absolutely love each other and you must not forget that i know that the Count is, is a philanderer. The Count has his eye on just about every woman in the castle that's, you know, that's, that's under 30. Um, but I, I, he never at any time is he not in love with Rosina. It's still that the Countess is still Rosina. And, and that's important to know. And she, throughout the entire piece, is willing to fight to keep the Count. She says, poor Jim Moore, she gets a little down, and how did I, you know, why am I in this situation? When she sings Dove Sono, uh, I am, you know, I'm a fighter, and I'm not going to quit. And, and, and I loved, I love this man, and I, I will keep him. And that's the, the, I, the crux of their relationship, is they love each other. Is that a moment in Dove Sono, is that a moment where you do see the Rosina that we know from the Barber of Seville? You, you have to. It's so easy. If you let the Countess sort of wallow in self-pity, 
who's going to care? The point is she has to be strong and she has to have that moment of I am strong. And even if I lose him, I will not lose myself. And then the audience is always behind her. Now, how do you take a fairly polyglot cast? Let's see, this yeah. this cast represents America, Germany, Poland, Italy. And so how do you take that group and turn them into a Mozart ensemble that really coalesces? Well, it, you know, it's not ne- nearly as hard as it might seem. First of all, a cast at this level... They are so used to working internationally and and having, for the most part, a lot of them having done these roles before. But I I, I think they find with an ensemble opera really becomes a family. It really becomes a family. You you spend so much time together um, discussing not just the opera, but just, you know, you know, whose apartment is where and and what, you, you know, who's going to dinner with, with whom or where, that you just get involved in each other's lives, whether you want to or not. Um, and that that interaction helps the interaction you have as performers because you just, you know, acting is about not hiding who you are but revealing who you are. And so what happens is these people... They show who they are, and the other people, the, so they get into each other's lives, and, and that's how you do it. You just, you you open up the, you allow it to happen. You you try and keep a nice, light, friendly atmosphere, and it, it just does it itself. Now, we haven't mentioned the source for this piece, which yeah. is the play, yeah. The Marriage of Figaro by uh, Beaumarchais. So how much does it help you as a director to have the Beaumarchais in your mind. Immensely. Immensely. Um, when you read the Beaumarchais and you realize uh, how wonderfully De Ponte adapted it. Now, there are places, a couple of big moments that he cut out because he promised Emperor Joseph that he would cut out all the political, you know, because the play had been banned. Um, uh, but when you also realize that the play was premiered in 1784 and he started working on it in 1784, De Ponte, he was very close to the piece, obviously. He knew Beaumarchais. But, I, you know, he really creates, he, he adapted it incredibly well. He's lifted whole sections out of the play and, and made it workable. Um, and to know that and to know what he cut tells you how to approach those characters so much that for me reading the play is absolutely invaluable it also gives you that underpinning of the political stuff which although not quite so much on the surface is still there it's still there and you need to understand that I think Earlier today, I was talking to you about the cast of this Marriage of Figaro, and I was thrilled to hear how enthusiastic you are about all of them. So I wanted to just ask you what you felt the special qualities of the principals in this this cast were. Well, let's start with the women. Danielle is just stunning. A lot of energy. She has that sort of, that sense of that Spanish spitfire that um, quite often you don't get with Susanna, you know, but but she's, it's very emotional. Um, Anna is, I, I never realized she was the comedian that she actually is. 
I mean, there was one moment that uh, we did a... We a, should mention a, that she's playing the Countess. She is playing the Countess. We were doing a recitative in the second act, and I, I was watching her, and she did this take, and I just saw Lucille Ball, and it just blew me away. And um, then you've got Joyce. Um, um, Joyce DiDonato. DiDonato. And Joyce is uh, stunning. She, she just has so much fun with Caravino. And just she's willing to take risks. And it makes it a great deal of fun. And the men, you, Kyle Kettleson is a wonderful figure. He's thinking all the time. And he moves really, really well. And then you've got Maurice Kvitchen, who is... Account the sex appeal. I think the women are going to love him because I, I I really do, and he moves so well and he sings so well. But it, it, even though you think you want to be mad at him, you can't be. You just can't be. And then um, Andrea Silvestri is just he is such a funny Bartolo. He is this big bear of a man who has got just the hugest heart you've ever and you couldn't possibly know and he's he's just hysterically funny and then on top of that he's paired with with Lauren Kernow who um, has turned out to be so funny uh, to balance him off because he could run away he you know he's six foot what three or, and big and he could just walk away with with anytime he's on the stage because you can't help but watch him but Lauren has managed to just explode you know, and and match him, and it's just been a pleasure. I I've really spent most of my time kind of editing, rather than telling them what to do. I sort of let them go, and then I just sort of pull back. It sounds like it's going to be a, a remarkable production. I hope so. I think we're on the right track. I think we've had a lot of fun with it. Well, I want to wish you best of luck with opening night of Figaro and with all the performances. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Backstage at Lyric, the podcast that takes you behind the curtain at Lyric Opera of Chicago. For additional interactive content and to order tickets, visit us online at lyricopera.org. <laughs>